Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you again for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of 1 Timothy. We're in the fifth chapter where the Spirit is leading Paul to give instruction to the body of Christ about how you're to get along with each other. Remember, that's what he said. He told Timothy, hey, I want to see you on a visit you soon, but in case I don't get there soon, uh, I'm writing these things out to where you'll know how the body of Christ is supposed to relate to one another. In the last episode, we started uh, looking at some more information about the elders. And the 17th verse said this. You'll remember it. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. And so the last episode I got in the, I thought we were going to cover several verses. We wind up doing one <laughs> uh, because of just various things that came to mind related to this right here. Okay. That is so important for elders to rule well. It's so important for elders to work hard, to work hard at preaching, to work hard at teaching. But notice he said, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching, you'll have other elders that will have administrative gifts. Okay. You'll have other elders that will have pastoral gifts. Because you see, all the various forms of the gifts of the Spirit that you see will be manifested uh, within the elders. And so everyone needs to work hard. But he said, especially those that work hard at preaching and at teaching, they are worthy of double honor. It's not saying that the other ones are not worthy of double honor. It is also not saying that you're worthy of double honor just because you've been given the title elders. And that's a grievous mistake that many, many churches make. Uh, elders rise up from within the body and are recognized by the body as elders and leaders within the arena that God has gifted them in. Okay? This isn't some title that we take upon ourselves and then insist that people uh, bow before us because we have a title. That is far too often the norm, and it should not be. So uh, Paul continues with this, though, in verse 18, he says, for, in other words, we're to do this because the scripture tells us to do it. The scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. And so if someone is pouring forth their life and pouring forth time and working hard at doing these things, especially the preaching and the teaching and the leading, then don't muzzle them. Don't muzzle them. Now, this does not mean that someone that has that giftedness uh, is not called to be a businessman. No, nothing can be further from the truth. What you see a lot in the scripture is that people did have businesses. They, have, they did their life. And then the Lord used them in leadership. But you will have those that are vocationally pouring all their life and all their time into the preaching and the teaching and the rule and ruling well of the body of Christ. Those you don't want to Muslim. You want to take care of them, folks, okay? Because a laborer is worthy of his wages. Sadly, what usually happens is uh, someone else will come along and will see and will acknowledge and say, hey, this individual can really help us where we are. And they'll seek the Lord, and the Lord will say, yeah, go on over if you want to. <laughs> you know, that'll be fine. And the church that is left hanging there goes, oh, well, we didn't know. We didn't know, you know? And uh, the problem with that is, that uh, they did know, they did know, but they just chose not to look. And then they feign surprise when all of a sudden they leave, you know. So anyway, he continues teaching about the elders. Verse 19, do not receive 
an accusation against an elder except on the basis of two or three witnesses. So in other words, don't listen to gossip, particularly about an elder. If someone comes to you and say, well, I heard this and this, this, that's gossip. Don't do it. Now, it doesn't mean that if something is wrong and it's not correct, that it doesn't need to be addressed. It does need to be addressed. But it needs to be addressed on the basis of two or three witnesses. So let's just use context here. <coughs> it's talking about elders who rule well. Well, let's say there's an elder who's not ruling well. Okay. They're not working hard at preaching. They're not working hard at teaching. They're just mailing it in. They're just faking it. And there's a lot of them out there, folks. Okay, there's a lot of them like that. And it just grieves my heart where, where the body tries to be so supportive. Oh, well, we have to support them. They're the, they're the pastor. They're the teacher. They're this, so we have to. Not when they're not ruling well. You can go before them and address the issue, but not as an accusation. Not as an accusation. We do it on the basis of two or three witnesses and say, hey, we've noticed that something's going on here. Is there something we can help you with? You know, we notice that you're downloading your sermons instead of studying to show yourself approved under God. Okay. Is there something time wise that's causing trouble here? You know, and discuss things, not do it as an accusation, but to bring forth the witnesses to help, okay, to encourage, to exhort. Okay? So he tells them, don't do this. Don't receive an accusation against the elder. But if there is something wrong, may it be at the hands of two or three witnesses, not just one person's opinion. And then he continues on, verse uh, 20. Those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all so that the rest also will be fearful of sinning. Whoa, what is that? <laughs> What's that all about? And that's a verse you don't hear preached very much. That's the one I referred to yesterday. Remember the first verse of this chapter said, uh, Paul was telling Timothy, hey, don't sharply rebuke. Don't sharply rebuke the body, the older women, the older men, the younger men, the younger women. Don't sharply rebuke them. Treat them as family members. But there's a need to rebuke. And here he says, those who continue in sin, rebuke them. And that sin uh, means to uh, rebuke means to expose it. Okay, reprove them of this. Try to straighten them out on this. Let them know you can't do this. Well, the question is, who are those? Verse 20 again, those who continue in sin. Well, the context of what he's talking about here in verses 17, 18, 19, and 20 are the elders. The elders. Let me back up and read the whole thing. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except on the basis of two or three witnesses. Those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all so that the rest also will be fearful of sinning. So it, it, the context shows us that the those is referring to the elders. Okay, so if there's an accusation against the elder, if there's sin right there, if some, then you need to take two or three witnesses, talk with them about it, what you see in 1 Corinthians, what you see over Matthew 18. If they're in sin, this is how you deal with a brother. If they refuse to listen to you, then you take it before the church. That's what it's saying. Those who continue in sin, and what's the context of the sin here? Uh, perhaps they're not working hard at preaching and teaching. Perhaps they're not ruling well. Okay, Perhaps there is sin in their life and there's problems. And you say, well, what, what would the sin be if not ruling well, not work, working hard at preaching and teaching? Slothfulness, laziness, that type of thing, gluttony. And people say, well, that's eating. Well, yeah, it's primarily eating, okay? Primarily excess eating and drink, but it can be excess of anything. 
okay, gluttony of TV, okay, that type of thing. He said, those who continue in this rebuke in the presence of all. In other words, this elder is a leader and he's in front of all. All the people have seen it. They continue in the sin. They refuse to repent of it. Then rebuke them in the presence of all. Why? So that the rest will be fearful. And it means exactly what it says, to where the rest of the elders, the rest of the elders will be fearful of sinning. Also, the corollary, to where the rest of the body will be fearful of sinning, to where we know that we will be held accountable via the body of Christ before the Most High God. Okay? It's, this is not a thing of instilling fear within people, but it's that righteous fear of who we are in the Lord and how we're supposed to live. And the elders, the leadership are the ones who are supposed to be modeling this. And if they're not, then they need to be rebuked where they will repent and not continue in the sin. My, this is something that so needs to take place today and is so rarely done. Anyway, we'll continue next time. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.